welcome to Docupied, a podcast about anime, manga, light novels, and industry news. I'm your host, Brandon, otherwise known as DocPay, and this episode, as you already know by the title, I'll be discussing a recently licensed light novel series called A Wild Last Boss Appeared, written by uh, Firehead. This series is published by J Novel Club. There is one volume currently out fully in ebook form. The second volume is due out on September 30th. All the parts for volume two are available to members to read already, which is what I'll get to is how I read it already. Uh, the final part, part 10, actually just went up like a couple hours ago, if that. As of the time that I'm recording this, obviously. This series has uh, actually nine volumes in total, and it is finished, which is very interesting and quite kind of, well, somewhat rare in terms of what gets licensed for um, release these days. Most of them are ongoing or tied to an anime or are shorter, so they're less of a risk. So having one licensed that is like already complete, and it's also not really that long, I mean, it makes a lot of sense why they'd want it. Interestingly, the reason I actually wanted to discuss this series uh, this episode was because I ran a Twitter poll, put up uh, four different options for new um, J Novel Club licenses, ones that I'm interested in reading and that have, you know, one volume, two volumes available as of now. And I put it to a vote and I said, all right, you tell me what should I pick up first? You know, I'll probably read them all at some point, but I guess I was having difficulty deciding or I didn't really want to have to decide. Um, I have other things to read, obviously. I have kind of an endless amount of books that I could read, but I wanted something new and short uh, since I'd caught up with a number of other series, and I figured now was a, a good enough time to grab one of these early ones and jump in and, you know, get caught up. So I did. So like I said, I put the poll up, and A Wild Last Boss appeared one there weren't that many votes, but it did win. And I figured since I read the first two volumes, you know, the two that are out even, I might as well talk about it on the podcast now. I did actually post another poll today with another four different series on my Twitter, I am DocPay. So if you go there, feel free, please send me a vote. So if you're interested in uh, deciding on what I pick up next, go ahead, throw a vote on there and uh, we'll see what's what. I picked a number of series that I've been interested in. So the first poll was like new licenses, like very recent one or two volume licenses. And that was kind of the theme of the poll for that one. The second one is series that I've had my eye on for a bit, maybe has a couple volumes already out that I've been meaning to read or, or pick up at some point. So give the poll a check out and vote for whatever series you think I should uh, read next, which I will probably also eventually talk about on the podcast. I'll plug this again at the end of the podcast, just as a, a reminder, because I definitely want to get some more votes and see what people are interested in uh, me picking up. Anyway, here is your uh, general spoiler warning. As usual with these like recommendation discussions, the initial bit, I will not be spoiling anything you know, character or plot related, but I will be talking in general about the series and characters, so you really don't have to worry too much. 
I'm not going to spoil anything important. Not that I really think I could, having only read two volumes of the series, but there's a few twists. So anyway, let's jump right into the discussion. So like I said before, uh, as of right now, only two volumes are available to read in English. Technically, the second one is only available fully as of today, and only to members who read the prepub. But the ebook will be out at the end of September. Uh, so I'm going to kind of talk around both two volumes, but that's, you know, just for your reference. Starting off, this series, the setup, I guess, is somewhat reminiscent of some other more popular stories that you might or you probably know. Um, it's technically an isekai, but it's more the case of something like Log Horizon or Overlord uh, in that vein. Some of, There's other series that are similar to that, but essentially our, our main character is transported into the body of his, you know, MMO character. And in the world of the game, it becomes somewhat clear early on, and the character himself kind of remarks on this, that it is not actually that he is transported inside of the game, at least as far as, you know, the early volumes are concerned. And there's definitely a mystery here that will be kind of built on over time. But the initial premise is simply that it's, it's very much like, like I said, Log Horizon in that way where, like, they wake up in their character's body in a world that is both like the game, but distinctly you know real there's a there's a couple key differences between some of those things so the main setup here our main character uh or at least the the name of the character in game is lufus and she in the game world so they, they play a game called xgate online it's kind of your standard fantasy mmo series and it has basically like a guild wars system where you can you know, build countries instead of just straight up a guild and take over other countries through like a PvP type system. Our main character uh, is a he, um, plays Lufus, and Lufus essentially ends up taking over the world. So he conquers all the other kind of countries in game. And because that, you know, or the, the character, the main character, he feels that that's a, you know, waste of the country pvp system they set up this cool in-game event where a number of like other high level players face off against him in this you know battle to like overthrow him you know they write it as a whole story he gets defeated or his character does at least and so goes the story all of that's like in-game role-playing essentially next time he goes to log into the game however the in-game kind of avatar for the goddess of the world which he basically says is like like a dev account or whatever offers or makes him an offer an offer to like do something new or different then in kind of typical isekai fashion boom he flashes white light he wakes up in or he wakes up as his game character in this game world that is you know now real kind of thing and that's kind of where the story picks up the main gimmick here that's different from something like Log Horizon is that he wakes up as his character, 
200 years later in game universe time after the like event that they put up put together so not only is this you know game world now kind of real and not in the sense that like you know it's like sword art online kind of real but in the sense that like log horizon kind of real and so the world is now 200 years after that event and our main character is then like what the fuck is going on one interesting aspect about the going to say lore of the series but the in-game like events and stuff were turned into official like lore through novels it's this interesting kind of concept but essentially they had writers turn in-game stuff into kind of like companion novels for the game that detailed stuff that some players did or or whatever i'm not sure that that's something that exists anywhere in any form like i i don't know maybe maybe that's a thing that happened i've definitely seen cases of like for example eve online has a number of events in its history that have been like documented through articles or blogs and stuff like that and that's very much player derived so you know big wars or things that happened on like a big scale between some of the the groups or players there have been turned into like stories but not in the sense i think that they got published in like novel format like in character novel format rather than describing the events you know from our perspective as players in this case what i think they're describing is that they're writing novels on on something like noto or you know one of those web novel type websites where users can submit stories but it's it's done just for the game stuff and done just with like actual authors and so they write them as if you know those characters or those players let me rephrase that they're writing them not from the perspective of us in the real world and players but they're writing them as if all of that is just a story and those characters are the like real within that world which is kind of cool it like canonizes players doing things and it makes sense in a system where players can found their own countries and then you know invade and take over other countries through like a guild pvp system i know i'm talking kind of a lot about the the game in the story um but all of this is pretty relevant like world building lore to the to the actual plot so i just wanted to kind of go into detail on the setup so in that story like in the game world our main character lufus was overthrown by seven heroes and those these were just seven other you know high level players that they had agreed to you know fight against it was it was all mutual like the players were like play acting and role playing it and so it was lufus and some others against these like seven uh heroes who were all under lufus cuz lufus controlled you know or united the game world under one country kind of thing and so they were all friends and so these seven players became known as like the seven heroes who vanquished the 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 blackwing tyrant the great conqueror um and then she also led a group called the 12 heavenly stars who were a mix of uh, none of them were players at least as far as has been revealed yet but to my knowledge they're all like monsters that lufus tamed or golems that 
you know, she constructed or owned. Um, so I think they're all some form of like AI in the game. But I don't know, maybe there was a player character in there. That hasn't been specified. We only know of a handful of them, I think, up until now. So I don't think they've actually revealed like all of them. So all of that is the setup. Um, and what that really means and what I'm getting at here is that the main thrust of the story is that now that she's in this world, so Lufus is reawoken, she's been, you know, brought back to the world through a summoning or like a failed hero summoning, I guess, or whatever. One A country in the world tried to summon a hero and ended up summoning Lufus, or I guess returning her from the subspace she was like banished to or whatever when she was defeated. Lufus then runs off and is like, uh, okay. Goes off kind of exploring, finds her tower, and this starts kind of the plot. The main thrust of the story is that Lufus is trying to find out, you know, what happened in the 200 years, that gap between what the player knows and what's like reality in this new world. And so that entails gathering the the other members of the 12 heavenly stars together and trying to meet with the the seven heroes who are still alive because like Lufus knows they were all player characters they were all players and so she's like all right I'm gonna go meet them and see what's what maybe they're players maybe they're not and and that's the story is Lufus goes around traveling to the different like new countries in the world that generally were all founded by one of those like seven heroes and is going around collecting her followers, the, the 12 heavenly stars, and then trying to meet with the seven heroes and, and hear what's happened to them in the time since to see if they're players as well. And overall, at, at the very start, it's a kind of lighthearted, like adventure fight story. And they definitely seem to be trying to introduce like some greater mysteries. So one of the first other characters that they introduce is Dina. When Lufus flies back to her like tower base, that's still standing. She meets Dina, who claims to be their um, like advisor. Initially, Lufus doesn't remember her, but as it turned out, Lufus had actually placed this like NPC in her tower. Like if you ever play an MMO that has housing, you can sometimes put NPCs in your like house, and they'll like walk around and do stuff. And so Lufus had set like an NPC up like that in their in her tower. And so that's who this uh, Dina person was. Lufus and Dina then, you know, decide to, after talking and stuff, go and decide to investigate and meet up with the 12 Heavenly Stars and the Seven Heroes. And so that's that's kind of how everything kicks off. Now, I haven't mentioned them because to the, to the setup, they're just kind of there. But in terms of the in-game, sorry, in-world story, they're very important. In the in-game story, they were kind of whatever, but in the in-world story, there's a group of like devil folk. I don't really know the like what term they're using, but like devil folk essentially run or ruled by a demon king. Or is it devil king? Anyway, in the in-game world, the the demon king is the like last boss, the official like proper last boss. But because the game had its like country PvP system. Everyone kind of ignored it and made their own stories. And then especially because those own stories that they made were written into like novels 
and whatnot, that was a lot of the focus for players. And so at least to the main character, Lufus, the, the Demon King didn't really mean a whole lot. But in the world, it is the main, like in the game world even in like the lore and story of the game world that is like the main antagonist there's a bunch of uh like friendly races and they're all fighting against the the demon folk who are trying to you know take over the world or whatever like i said the the actual plot story and setting for this are not i guess maybe i haven't said that yet but they're not particularly unique or new in any real way all of it's very familiar from something or another so i'd never go and say this series is like you know incredibly unique it's one of a kind it's no it draws very heavily from a number of other series that you definitely recognize and i'm not saying that as a a negative necessarily don't go in expecting like a fresh new experience in that regard so we're introduced to a number of characters um within the first volume we meet uh, Ares, which he's one of the while heavenly stars we meet one of the seven heroes who's still alive in the second volume we meet another heavenly star and another hero and as it turns out and as lufus the main character you know realized quickly but continues to have to like re-realize is that this is a real world that is distinct from the game itself and so all these characters who in the game were just ai are real have real personalities, you know, have real history behind them, and they're not just like NPCs or AI that can't think or or feel or do. Which actually brings up an interesting part of the mystery. Early on, they established that uh, the main character, when he wakes up as Lufus, there are definitely times where he starts to like remember things from Lufus's perspective, as if, you know, like her real history, stuff that he doesn't remember because I mean. He's the player, but the Lufus in this world does, remembers it like she experienced it, rather than him remembering something that happened that he played. So it's it's very different. So in essence, the the player is like somewhat merging with Lufus. Or at least that's the the setup for the story. Like I don't know again, I, I don't know what is actually going on and what the payoff here is because I'm only two volumes in and I'm not going to spoil that for you. But the beginning of the mystery is that he's able to, or rather than able to, he sometimes inadvertently remembers things from Lufus' perspective. He gets like waves of nostalgia when he returns to somewhere Lufus has been or talks to someone like in game, like talks to a character who should have just been like an NPC to him, but Lufus remembers him as like a close friend. And then there's the fact that he's unable to like talk like himself. So he talks like Lufus, no matter kind of how hard he tries or what he goes to say, he speaks like Lufus. It seems he was a fairly adamant role player in game. And so he, you know, developed a a way of speaking for the character and that's how he has to talk in this like new life. So from that perspective, it's different than like Log Horizon or well, not Overlord actually, but it's different from like Log Horizon in that way. Where they're not just like purely their original selves. In this case, the main character is like somewhat of an amalgamation of the the real 
version of the character in that world and the player. So there's some interesting things going on plot-wise, story-wise. Like I said, the actual like world and lore aren't particularly unique or like new in any way, but there's some pretty interesting and like different stuff going on in the actual like plotting. I'm pretty interested to know where all of this goes uh, and see how a lot of these like mysteries pan out. And there's plenty more characters to introduce. The ones that we've gotten so far are pretty entertaining. They make for a, a decent group of like travel companions and it works for like a nice kind of light-hearted adventure slice of lifey chapter bits before they dive into the kind of actiony bits. One thing I didn't mention was that I mean I kind of implied it but that the main character Lufus is like super OP. You know she was basically the strongest oh well I guess he was the strongest player or Lufus was the strongest character in game at the time and you know hence conquered the whole world or like united all the countries into one under his banner that kind of thing so like essentially he was the strongest and that was also another thing i didn't bring up but in the 200 years that have passed since that like event the whole world's like gotten weaker essentially and lufus kind of quickly learns that without all those you know players uh around or the the characters that the that were controlled by players at the time to do all the crazy in-game stuff, you know, like leveling and reviving and using stat boosting items or or whatever, that the world is reverted to a place that's like really hard to level up in. And yes, the game has like the world has stats and skills and abilities and and all that, so very much RPG like in that fashion. But the point being like real people aren't able to do those things and so pretty much everyone all around is just like weaker than they used to be and so while she was probably like the strongest player at the time anyway now lufus is like way stronger so this will scratch a couple itches for fans of light novels you know if you like the op protagonist if you like the in a game world but it's real kind of stories if you like building mysteries where like oh things are not as they seem with the world it has a lot of that going on i wouldn't necessarily say that the series is like well written again i know it's a light novel and so my standards aren't particularly high with regards to the prose but i do think this story is or at least the writing isn't the most well constructed and i i don't think that's a translation thing i think that's an original writing thing the author's able to like introduce and uh the author's able to you know write a, a fairly interesting plot and build up to some mysterious developments and things like that but it definitely has that like rough web novel feel one odd thing is that at least the first book uh is one long chapter there's no like breaks it's kind of an odd choice especially because there's plenty of places to put like a chapter break, but the story just doesn't. The whole volume is like one big chapter, and then there's like a side story chapter at the end, and that's and that's it. The character dialogue is, is fine, but a part of what I think makes this series feel very rough, kind of web novel-y, is a lot of the info dumps. 
or characters explaining things that should be kind of obvious or or don't need to be explained to anyone but us, the reader. There's a number of those cases, although some of it is explained away with the fact that Lufus is kind of out of the loop on a lot of things. And so certain things get explained to Lufus, which get explained to us, which, you know, I think that's a decent mechanic to do it. But then Lufus will just go off on rants. Uh, well, not rants, but Lufus will then go off and explain a lot of lore stuff to no one, like just narrates it. And so there's quite a few just like Lufus lore dumps and info dumps about things as like the the main character narrates stuff. Now, I'm not against that. And I've talked about that before on series like Unwanted Undead, where like the main character Rent just goes off in his own world and talks for pages at a time about something. But I also kind of criticized that for that series for different reasons. But for this series, it's because I didn't feel like it's particularly well done. Like you wonder why the main character is is doing that kind of lore dumpy things. And obviously it's because of us, because we're here reading the story now. So I don't know. It definitely feels like there should be better ways of getting that information across, but it just isn't. The the lack of polish in the writing isn't enough for me to like say the series is like bad or or it ruins the series or anything like that at all. It's just something to kind of make note of. And I did feel like at least volume two seemed a bit better put together than volume one. And hopefully that's something that'll improve as volumes go on, as the author, you know, clearly gets more experience writing. So I guess in in that regard, there's probably only up from here. Like volume one is going to be the roughest of them all in terms of actual like writing. And because I think it has an interesting enough start, they've introduced enough kind of characters and and plot and mystery, and the concept is is fairly straightforward and easy to kind of get into, that it's very easy to, to recommend reading. It's something that's also only nine volumes in total, and it's like already finished. I'm definitely going to, to continue reading. And maybe as the, like I said, the volumes go on, it'll become something even better and better. As of right now, it's decent. Like, it's pretty good. The The writing's definitely somewhat subpar, even for a light novel. But like the prose, not explicitly the actual, like, writing in terms of plotting and character writing, even though that is also fairly simple, I guess, would be a way to describe it. But even with all that, they've managed to make it interesting so far. So like I said, I've, I'm two volumes in, only leave seven more, and... That's not a lot to read, so I'm definitely going to keep this one up. I mean, it won the poll, so I can only imagine that there are people out there who know about this series through the web novel, through the manga, or through who've maybe read some of the fan-translated stuff that's out there for this. And so there's bound to be a reason that it won, and I imagine that reason is will become more apparent as I read more and more of the story. As of the first two volumes, yeah, I'm in. I'll read them. I'm not sure that this is something that I would necessarily, you know, go out and, you know, yell across the street to be like, everyone should go read this. It's amazing. At least not yet. I mean, it's interesting enough. But I do think that there are other series that have similar gimmicks that are like a lot better, at least up front. So like I said, I'll give it time.
I think they've established a strong base of like story that they just need to follow through on and make the actual things that happen interesting. You know, they've got plenty of characters set to introduce. They've got plenty of things like lined up that they can use that they've like established already. And so there's there's a plenty interesting like setup here. And I'm excited to see how Firehead goes about using all of this and, and hopefully, you know, the developments in the story and the characters stay interesting and stay entertaining. That's going to wrap up, I think, everything I was thinking about discussing for A Wild Last Boss Appeared by Firehead, published by Novel Club, one volume out, the second due out on September 30th. Well, here's your reminder about that poll I already talked about. So if you go to my Twitter, I am DocPay, you will find a brand new poll. I put it up earlier today with four different light novel series that I've had my eye on for a bit, but haven't started yet. And I want you to go and vote. Vote for your favorite from the list, and I will pick up and start reading whichever one wins that poll. I mean, I'm going to read them all eventually, so don't fret, but something has to be first, and since they all seem interesting and good to me, at least up front, I'm going to let you decide again. A Wild Last Boss Appeared won the first poll, and I'm not going to do this always because sometimes I'm just going to pick and read something that catches my interest like I've always done, but I think this is a fun little way to help you listeners interact a little bit. You know, you'll get to decide something that I pick up first, and I will undoubtedly talk about it on the podcast once I've actually read what's available. So please, go to my Twitter, I am Doc Bay, and just cast a vote. I'd love to see what wins in a couple days. The poll is only going for like three days, so as of this episode going up, it'll probably have like another two days or whatever. So it's not a very long poll. If you're listening to this way in the future, it's already done. But, I mean, it'll still be there. You can see the results and leave a comment. But if you're listening to this, like, the day it comes out or the day after, definitely get in there and get your vote counted. That's it for me. Thanks for listening. Follow my Twitter, I am DocPay, for updates. And to vote on the poll and future polls, please, if you like Docupied, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I always love hearing feedback from listeners. I'll catch you next time.